Ah, yes, good morning. Monday, the 15th of January. Hopefully you've had a great weekend. There is so much sport to get through on Summer Brecky here on SEN. We're here for Brighton's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Good morning to everyone listening at SEN 1170 here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we're welcoming those of you listening on SENQ 693am in Brizzy. Ben Davis will be along from 6am Queensland time, filling in for Pat and Heels. And of course, good morning to everyone else across the SEN network and on the app. Pick up the phone and have your say on the open line this morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or send through a message on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. And if you can't listen live, catch up on the podcast. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy is what you need to search on all of your favourite podcast platforms and on the SEN app. Today's guests, well, firstly, it's Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you. And the guests we're going to have on this morning, Jaleesa, Ryan Harris, Aussie superstar, he's on the Strikers coaching staff, but we can't wait to talk about the Test match this week. There's been a lot of conjecture about selections. The team is picked. They are likely mostly all in Adelaide, uh, and we'll get the latest on prep there. The SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips, will join us. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet, and we'll hear from Bharat Sundarason on the one-on-one he had with Steve Smith yesterday. We've got a couple of prizes to give away. A double pass to Top Fuel Drag Racing Championship at Sydney Dragway on Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th of January. Get your tickets now. And a golf tour towel and a dozen limited edition Chrome Soft Truvis golf balls from Odyssey at the number one putter in golf. Jaleesa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We should yeah, peel I'm back going. the curtain a bit, Copes, and we should uh, okay. explain to the listener what's doing. So okay. you had this completely outrageous plan that, to be honest, as a person who worries about everyone constantly, was worrying me for, I reckon, about a week. I kept bringing this up to you the whole <laughs> week that we were working. You were going to do the Big Bash in Canberra last night. Then you were going to drive back. So once you're off air and everything, you'd be lucky to get away by 11.30. I think that would have been ambitious. You were going to yep. drive back. And then come basically, it's three and a half hours-ish from Canberra uh, to Sydney. And then you were going to come basically straight onto radio, maybe have a bit of a power nap in the car. That was the dumbest idea I think you could have ever had. And you would not be talked out of it. And this morning I'm talking to you on a screen and you're in Canberra. And I'd like to know who talks some sense into you. I'm thinking it's Kim. Just, I, 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 don't, I don't think you came to this conclusion by yourself. No, I'm often adamant that I can do things, can achieve things uh, regardless of sleep. And you're absolutely right. I'm coming to you from a hotel room in Canberra and it's a very good decision that Kim made on my behalf. (laughs) Yeah. Because I drove down yesterday from Sydney to the game, arrived at about five o'clock, did literally a quick shirt change straight in the change room and uh, did an interview for seven with Tanvir Sanger. And then it was straight into the broadcast last night, which we'll talk about. Uh, shortly, Jaleesa, but it was one of those things that I, I agree with you. Right here, right now, as we sit here, great decision not to get on the road. It was pelting down rain last night. Uh, as you know, mm. well, having done the drive many times, there's wildlife everywhere, so mm. good decision. 
Good yeah. decision. Talk- well, I actually came back. I was going to say, oh, Jaleesa, I was going to ask you, what about your weekend? Well, I actually came back. Well, I didn't have a great weekend, to be honest. I've got a family oh, member no. who's a little bit sick at the moment. So uh, I was actually in Canberra and drove back uh, before you, uh, well before you. So I landed in Sydney at about six and even then the rain was just starting to come down and I was thinking, oh, Copes, what's he thinking? <laughs> anyway, so I'm well, very glad. Well, the good news glad. is we made it. I'm very glad you've we made, made a smart it. decision. We made it. So the top stories this morning, we'll speak firstly on the cricket. So big bash last night, the Adelaide Strikers, it was a must-win game to lock in finals for the Adelaide Strikers against the Sydney Thunder in Canberra at Marnica Oval. The Thunder won the bat flip and they decided to bat. They were bowled out for 140 in the final over. And Lloyd Pope came on and bowled the 19th over he was on a hat-trick. He ended up taking three wickets in four balls. Uh, it takes four for 22. And then it was the Matt Short show. So Alex Hale's top scores for the Thunder, 43 off 32. Davey Warner only managed 13 off 10. He was brilliant on the player, Mike. Uh, but the strikers, they get the job done in Canberra and they lock in the finals. But I want to talk, Jaleesa, I don't know how much you watched this game, but about Matt Short. David Warner now no longer at the top of the order for Australian white ball cricket, well, 50 over cricket, I should say, as well as test cricket. I think this guy, who scores 74 not out of 49 balls, is a genuine superstar, reigning player of the tournament in the Big Bash. I think he'll get the player of the tournament again, and I think he's going to be a fixture in international cricket for a long time for Australia. Let's take a listen to the highlights. Matt Short on strike again, McAndrew in, past the umpire, and oh, long down the ground, hook it into my veins, Chuck. Look at it. That is out of here. It's on the roof and gone. On the roof and gone. Saying it to Matt Short, that one is out of the ground. Matt Short seeing it beautifully, bigger, and that is gone onto the road as well. That's into the Manica Circle uh, pub, I reckon. Long oh. sweep, out of here. Your boy. You cannot bowl there to Matt Short, and he's peppering that roof. Didn't make the bin this one. It bounced back off the lid. There is going to be dints galore on the roof at mid-wicket at Marnica. So that's the highlights from Marnica Oval. Uh, commentary on SEN last night. Jaleesa, did you watch it? And, and if you didn't, uh, can you tell me if there's anyone else in the world playing better cricket than Matt Short? Well, I saw, sort of was flicking a little bit uh, and ended up more on the tennis last night uh, because there was a very interesting game involving an Australian that I'm sure we'll um, get to. Uh, but yeah, Matt Short was, I think it was someone texted us in early last week about that, the, him as an opener when we we're having the opener debate, when relentlessly having the opener debate. And it was someone who, he wasn't really Matt Short mentioned around a lot, but when uh, someone, I wish I could think who texted in, it kind of all clicked and it does make a lot of sense. So, yeah, I imagine he'll be in the Australians up in the white ball and then uh, even into the red ball as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's playing the best cricket of his career. He's scoring hundreds for Victoria and Sheffield Shield cricket. He bats in the middle order there. But one thing is for sure, opposition teams are fearing this guy as soon as he walks out to the crease, he's destroying them and he's winning games off his own bat, let alone the likes of Darcy Short 
uh, Jake Weatherald, who's in some ripping form as well. So there's lots going on in the Big Bash. Uh, there was another game on Friday night. It, biggest ever home crowd at the SCG, Jaleesa, for yeah. the Thunder and the Sixers match. Did you go? I know you said you weren't planning on it. Uh, but did you go and did you see that game? No, because I was heading down to Canberra. So I would have loved to have gone. But, yeah, just a, a few other things going on that I had to attend to. But um, I did watch uh, watch it. And, um, well, first of all, to see Steve Smith get out, that was very disappointing. Socky, though. How about Socky? He can't retire. He just can't. He can't do it to us. Uh, seriously, the uh, at the end of the match, I sent him a me- The first thing I did when we got off air for SEN, I was there for Doug uh, for SEN with Doug Bollinger. First thing I did was send him a text message. It was one more year, one more <laughs> year, one more. His reply was one more beer. <laughs> yeah, he he was in our uh, he was in our SEN group chat, and everyone was you know heaping a lot of praise on him. And he said, "Thanks, everyone. Has anyone got a tip for the races?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, moving on. Moving don't on. think he was he was keen on engaging in any kind of one more year chat, but I mean he's such a fan favorite, and I don't know. I, get him against the West Indies, I say February nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know you said you didn't want to play anymore, but hey, do you mind playing a test match? Uh, just if you missed that game, uh, here is Steve Smith getting out for a golden duck. Sam's in. He comes for the first ball. Oh, Pulled no. out to deep oh, square. No. Could he be out first ball? Wow. He is disaster for the home going here on? at the SCG. Stephen Smith caught a deep square first ball. You first, wouldn't read about it, Doug. First ball of the game. Oh, there you go, Dougie. Dougie was as excitable as you like on Friday <laughs> night. He was having a great time. Uh, Stephen O'Keefe took three for 13 off his four overs, as you said. Uh, when he took one of his wickets, Doug Bollinger, it was like he was part. He was. It was like he had an ownership stake in Steve uh, Steve O'Keefe's shares <sighs> and the Sydney Sixers shares. Let's take a listen to Socky's couple of wickets. Two behind, point on the offside. Oh, there he goes, Socky. Stephen O'Keefe. We just said it could be his last game at the venue. He's done it so many times here at the SCG for the Sydney Sixers, the New South Wales Blues and Australia. No. And Alex Hales has to go. But, yeah, oh. Socky! <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe, we're talking about Cameron Bancroft and about Stephen O'Keefe, how often he's done it at this venue for the Sixers. We said, what a tie power power play for the Thunder. Well, Stephen O'Keefe says, hang on a minute. That one clubbed out to deep mid-wicket. Jordan Silk underneath Silky, it. Silky, unlucky Davey. And he takes the catch. Jordan Silk doesn't put him down. Uh, Jaleesa, firstly, apologies. You have to listen to me commentating and this morning. But uh, Stephen O'Keefe and, and your thoughts on Dougie. Yeah, well, very excitable. I wish I had been <laughs> – I should have been listening to the commentary. I I think it's great commentary. Um, yeah, but Sox just – I mean, we talked about it last week a bit, how uh, he said in his last interview how the Big Bash had kind of reinvigorated his love for cricket after the disappointment of being let go um, from the Blues. And he's just – I don't I think he's retiring. I think he's 39. I think he's retiring a bit prematurely. I, I reckon get the chopper, get Davies' chopper to take him from, he's moving, I think, up north to Lennox Heads or something. Get him to get the chopper down for each game, surely.
<laughs> Davey did, I can confirm, at Canberra yesterday, Davey did drive to the ground. It wasn't chopper to every venue uh, this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, the chopper itself, like that, to, for that to go off it without a hitch too, it says that it's so much about how good the game was in that we haven't really even spoken about it. Like no one's really spoken about the spectacle that was the chopper landing. Yeah, that's true. It w- I tell you what, that was remarkable to watch just at the venue and it had to be done by the time the gates opened. Mm. So it had to be done by five o'clock. It actually w- would have been unbelievable to have a packed house. Davey just fly in for the warm-up. Mm. That, that would have been cool. I know they couldn't do it, but everyone would have just loved that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the, around the globe and around the rest of the sporting world, uh, starting with the NRL, questions being asked as to why the Dragons announced the signing of Ronald, Ronald Volkman and allowed him to train with the squad before his contract was registered with the NRL. He now sits in no man's land when it comes to his surgery and recovery with the Dragons no longer planning to register his contract and the Warriors having already released him. We spoke a little about this at the back end of last week, week, Jaleesa, Mm. on if this might be an NRLPA realm where they might step in and and assist with medical costs on that new sort of hardship fund. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Neither club has the um, obligation, or certainly the Warriors, they've already released him. It is unusual. It's not unusual to not register a contract before the medical. That's pretty usual. It's very unusual to let a player train um, when you've got all those grey areas of insurance and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I think maybe... I said the RLPA could, it could be an avenue and that's, I haven't been in touch with the RLPA and perhaps that's something I'll do today, but could be an avenue um, there for the new player hardship fund, which came in only about, so obviously that was negotiated in the CBA. That was one of the really major sticking points at the end, at the end of the CBA negotiations. It only actually came into effect uh, and there's a few stages of it to be rolled out. I think it began maybe a month ago. Uh, six weeks ago. Um, so perhaps there's some access that he can get through there. But, uh, yeah, very, very sticky situation. Yeah, we've got plenty of tennis stuff that we'll get into today. More basketball news with the Sydney Kings and a much-needed win. The NFL playoffs is where I just want to get to before the break, Jaleesa. Did you watch any of the NFL yesterday? The Kansas City Chiefs, they defeated the Miami Dolphins. And it was... As cold a game, I think it was the fourth coldest NFL match in NFL history. The, the coach, Andy Reid, his moustache was frozen to Lisa. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't see it, but that sounds very funny. <laughs> Seriously, there, and there was some footage that went viral yesterday that the fridges in the venue uh, at Arrowhead, they were actually keeping the drinks on site from freezing. They were taking them out oh. of the fridge holding it out of the fridge and it would freeze. That's how cold it was. But it was 26 to 7. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs get it done in front of Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs Army. Uh, And this morning's match is going to be between the Steelers. uh, Sorry, was supposed to be the Steelers and the Bills, but that was equally as cold. There's a blizzard and they could barely get in the stadium. So that one's been rescheduled. But there's lots of NFL action Coming up, there's a game that kicks off at 8.30. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Jaleesa, 
Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.